0: So the, these two words are similar words, but they are not the same. They are not the same. And I had to learn these two words are not the same. Um, in my life, many times I've had expectations. Those expectations met disappointment. And there was a time in my life <coughs> for because people do things and people fail and I fail and I misunderstand and all that kind of thing. But there was a time in my life I was a bitter person, and a lot of that bitterness had to do with expectations that had not been met. I was a disappointed person. Expectancy is the feeling or hope that something exciting, interesting, or good is about to happen. Expectancy is the feeling or hope. Hope's a big word. It's a great Bible word. I feel pretty good about letting them interact and overlap very well, expectancy and hope. That something exciting, interesting, or good is about to happen. In Jesus' name, more expectancy. Here's an expectancy verse for you. Psalm 27, verse 13. I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of God in the land of the living. He's not defining what's going to happen. What he is saying is, I expect God to do something. I expect he won't fail me. I expect he's here with me. And then leaning into that expectancy. Not telling him, this is what you're going to do. I'm just telling you, I still do it. (laughs) Okay? And I'm just telling you, pretty much it doesn't work. It just doesn't work. The disciples had expectations. They had Jesus with them. It was beautiful. He loved them, shared with them, prepared them. But when he went to the cross, they had an expectation. It wasn't supposed to be like that. And they were crushed. They are crushed. Jesus met two of them on the road to Emmaus, and they said these words to him. They had a dashed expectation. We trusted that it had been he which should have redeemed Israel. And beside this, this is the third day since these things were done, and it's a reference to his crucifixion. They killed him. Some of our people said they saw him. I don't know what's going on. But then Jesus responds with a word, I believe, a word of expectancy. He says, O fools and slow of heart to believe all the prophets had spoken. We believe with expectancy. The truth is we don't really understand lots of things. Exactly how is it supposed to happen? We don't understand that much. Jesus is supposed to be glorified. We get that. But beyond that, we can miss it very easily. He's going to do this now. He's going to do that now. And I'm telling you, it bums a lot of people out. It bummed me out bunches of times. This is a verse That God used to meet me at one of those terrible low moments in my life. It was a verse. I think of it as a Paul proof verse that I couldn't mess this up. It was the Apostle Paul blessing the Romans and he was saying a blessing. This is what God wants to do with you. And I know that the Bible is God's word for us today as well. So I felt like I could I could hear he's saying this. And it, it didn't seem, he wasn't saying it like with conditional language attached to it. So I was able to like, like, can I hope, could I, in a sense, and it was, God was breathing on calling back to life expectancy that he would meet me and help me. Now may the God of hope slash expectancy, sorry if you don't like that, please just give me latitude for today. Fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope would that be good for you that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit Does anybody think that that's a shirt you should be putting on and trying on and seeing if he can fit this I look good in expectancy. You all, you all will look better in expectancy He goes on to say this in this text. He goes on to say as he speaks to this congregation and by the way It's uh, it's an interesting congregation. There's a thing called the diaspora, the dispersing of the Jews. They went everywhere. They were scattered everywhere. And they they were everywhere in these days. So when you had a church, like you had a Roman church, church, the Roman church was a Jew and Gentile church. It was mixed. The Jews that had been cast out that now had been born again and the Gentiles that had come to faith. Now, I myself am confident concerning you, and I want to say to you, you watching online, I am confident concerning you, my brothers, my sisters, that you also are full of his goodness, of his benefits. He lives in you, and he is overflowing. His heart is to overflow through you, and that's your heart as well, to overflow with him. Filled with all knowledge, growing in the knowledge or the understanding of him in knowing him and able also to listen to it to admonish one another or really just it's really kind of a warn warn i want it, it's that i'm going to step in I, like love's supposed to flow in the church so that when we see a brother or sister stepping into it we're supposed to say something not shut up and say i don't it's not my business we're love's supposed to we're supposed to be i care for you like people that i really really care for, I step in when I see the mess. I can't control them. I don't try to control them. I can remember saying this to my daughter when she was, my daughter Jessica, who's coming to visit in a few weeks. My daughter Jessica, I think she was 19 at the time, and she had a uh, a very short-lived infatuation that she was not admitting with a guy. Okay, with a guy, and he was a guy that was in Bible school. But she was trying, we're just friends, but I could see she was, <laughs> she was gone. And, and she was acting different in not a good way. And so I'm talking to her, and I can't figure out, I can't, this, this is going to bother some of you, but you're going to have to I got the microphone. (laughs) You're going to have to live with it. (laughs) So in my heart as I pray for my daughter, I'm saying, this is not good. This is not good. And I took her out to breakfast. And I said, sweetheart, this is not good. And I'm just telling you, if this relationship, the way you are and the way this is, if this, I saw she was like all infatuated. She wa- and like I said, she wasn't a minute. So I said, if, if this gets serious enough that you say you're going to marry him, I can't bless it today. Do you understand what that means? I can't bless it. And here's what I think that means. That means that as I stand here today, your wedding i would not come i would not come Whew, that's a load i said i love you i love you but i don't know how to tell you this isn't right i don't know how else to say it to you that it's not right bam admonish one another that's not the guy she married by the way <laughs> so <laughs> and the guy she married oh my goodness i am so grateful for him so I'm just saying, God, help our hearts to come alive with him. Nevertheless, brothers, I have written more boldly to you. Now he's saying I'm saying boldly, and I don't understand fully where the bold bold is, but he makes this statement. I think the next verse gives some insight. Boldly to you on some points as reminding you I'm speaking by grace. Paul uses the word grace over 100 times in his writings in the New Testament. I'm speaking to you by grace. I'm speaking to you because God's in my heart right now. God's moving me in my heart right now to say what I'm saying to you. This isn't just me talking. This is, this is God's on me. Grace is influencing my heart and the Holy Spirit because of that grace. He's making it real and I have something to say to you. And he says that I might be a minister of Christ to the Gentiles. And He underscored. he's underscoring it, ministering the gospel. The gospel to Gentiles. And he's saying this to a Jewish and mixed Jew and Gentile church. And that generally the Jew and Gentile church has a problem with it. And some of the Jews are uncomfortable with Gentiles. I want to say that we, we anticipate, we pray for and hope for ACF. We hope for... ACF and beyond ACF, to be a church. We hope to be a church that is more socially, politically, intellectually, economically, racially, and generationally diverse than anything we've experienced before. Do I need to say that again or not? Let me say it again. We anticipate a church that is more socially, politically, intellectually, e- intellectually, economically, racially, and genera- generationally diverse. That's a lot of la-la-la. That's a lot of it. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Expectancy is leaning into God and how God moves, but there's things that ex- so. When I was in that state, where Romans fifteen thirteen came alive for me, I went to a retreat, a a, a, a retreat, and retreats sometimes have uh, crafts, right. Because sometimes it's trying to help you take in what's going on. And they do crafts. Well, we did crafts. And this craft, this is a necklace, and I've, I don't think I've ever worn it anywhere. I've put it on, but I've never actually worn it out anywhere. But if you could see it, it's, it's on its side, so it's mostly readable. On the left side, going from bottom to top, is the word expectancy. Okay, that's from, if you're looking at the picture, as you are, that's spelled out, Expectancy. And the words there are significance, purpose, belong, love, security, understand, or understanding. And so what they were teaching and what, and what I was trying to step into, so, and they were talking about these words being important words, and so I began to do things in my head with them, and I was praying for understanding and insight, and so this is how it came to me. The word significance, just bear with me, S-I-G-N, a sign. I'll be a sign, I F if I, C-A-N, can see Emmanuel. And so it was a it was a reminder to me shift from shift from expectations to expectancy. Shift from looking to him and expecting him to show up and be in our midst and interact with him and move with him. Purpose. My purest position, per purpose, E, is Emmanuel, is him. He is it. Belong, with the uh, Z because they didn't have an N left. Belong, I belong to him. So ex- expectancy rooted in whose I am, not what I can do. Love, that he first loved me, loved you, perfectly loved me, loved you. Security, S, seeing, me, seeing, E, Emmanuel, C-U-R, cures, iniquity, I, iniquity, problems in my heart, thank you, security, understand, understanding, when I stand under his authority, I live in his kingdom. In Jesus' name. Increase our expectancy. We are the body of Christ. Expectancy. Here's a great expectancy verse. When we know all things work together for good to them that love the Lord. To them that are called according to his purpose. That's a great expectancy verse. It doesn't define what's going to happen. It just says God's, God's not going to fail. God's not going to fail. We keep singing. God's not failing me. God won't fail us. In Hebrews 12. And I want to I want to just go to what I believe is the greatest hindrance to expectancy because expectancy is here. It's not here. It's here. It's here. God, you're going to do something great. God, you're with me. He says, pursue peace. If that were written, original language, it's not uh, originally written in Hebrew, but if it were, that would be shalom. With all people... And holiness holiness uh, interesting word without which no one will see the Lord so holiness pursue peace with all people pursue peace with all people Did I tell you that we'd love for, to have you be in a life group if you're not pursue peace with all people it's important he wants to share I receive life from him in people I receive life by being in my prayer closet alone. I receive life lots of places. I receive life in the marketplace from him. He meets me in places. He meets us in places. But his word is loaded with him meeting us together. And sometimes we don't like it. Because people, people are people. We do people things. Looking carefully lest anyone fall short. Of the grace of God we're talking about a heart matter John Piper defines I thought it would be better if you could read this his this is his definition and I insert one thought from myself in there God's holiness is his infinite his infinite value as the absolutely unique so we're talking about what is holy holy is above it is separate so absolutely unique morally perfect. Permanent person, unchanging, unwavering—that He is, and who by grace makes Himself accessible. And I think accessible is not a familiar enough word. He makes Himself one with you. He in Christ is what He's talking about. This, this, all that He is. This, this great, this uniquely powerful, all-powerful, un- wonderfully pure, absolutely pure, morally perfect, never changing, never waving, wavering, constant love that he is, is yours and mine in Christ. So when Hebrews says, pursue peace and holiness, if you pursue, pursue behavior, I believe you're making a mistake. I believe you're putting your focus back right on your hands, right on your feet, and it's not that I don't think you're supposed to be morally behaving well. I believe in it. I do not, I do not, I don't believe, I, wandering eyes, bad. Like, greedy heart, bad. Immorality, bad. But you sh- you get free by being his you get holy by belonging to the holy one you don't get holy as if you could start it up like if I just try harder like like a mower, a mower that won't sorry, I keep pulling pulling I keep pulling it come on come on and then finally I think I'm getting holy no you're not you're not in your own strength you're not you're getting holy by being his and living from him. We are made to be temples. Many times I think the core of freedom is who do you belong to? Stop giving place to something else that you don't belong to. You're not supposed to belong to. You are His. We belong to Him. His infinite value, the absolute, unique, morally perfect, permanent person that He is. and In Christ, that's who we are in. Here's the pitfalls. Lest any root of bitterness, lest any root of bitterness, family disasters, neighborhood disasters, job stuff, life stuff, high school stuff, kids being rotten, doing stuff to each other, wedgies, things, you know, just stuff (laughs) back in the day, right? Unprocessed, unresolved. If bitterness lives here, I'm having a problem living with God here. It's got to go. I think as a prayer in front of people, I think I've prayed the Lord's Prayer, led them in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, etc., like hundreds, if not thousands, of times. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive as they forgive us ours. Forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Yeah. Forgive me as I forgive them. There you go. Yeah. My brain jumped to the little kid saying, for, forgive, forgive us our trash passes. As we forgive those who pass trash, trash against us. <laughs> 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 Which actually is, is uh, <gasps> rings the bell. That's really good. So it's bitterness. B- if bitterness is in, you're going to have a problem interacting with God. It's got to go. I know it's scary to let it go. It has to go. If you want to move in this life that God has for you, it has to go. You can't be but I didn't even understand that inside, inside myself that I had made exchanges dark exchanges that kept bitterness locked in. I had to open that back up. I didn't want to open it up, but I had to open it back up to God so that I could say to God, I, I'm giving you this place. I had to, I, in, in this season, in this season of my life, in, in the last decade of my life, and, in, and I think in, still in this season, I will my heart, I literally sometimes put my hands right here like I'm grabbing a door and I open it. And I say, God, to the best of my ability, I am opening my heart to you. I do not want junk living here. I don't want anger with people living here. Jesus got angry, but not bitter angry, not rage angry. He got holy angry. This has got to stop. Angry. And heaven was saying that's got to stop. Got Jesus up out of his seat. This has got to stop. All anger's not bad. All unholy anger's bad. Un- unprocessed not right but he goes on and he says "lest to be any fornicator we understand that's that's immorality first first corinthians 6 reminds us we're the temple of god we're supposed to flee immorality we're supposed to flee it's pretty hard for some people like like i'm not doing it i didn't touch him but i look at him and i think thoughts I want to be a part of the people that set the trafficked free. Not part, of them that, not part of the people that reinforce them staying there and being exploited by those other immoral people. I don't want to have anything to do with reinforcing that. I want to be a part of the liberation, the growing liberation family of God. That God... Is breathing in the earth, saying, Let my people go. Let my people go. A profane person, and he uses the example like Esau, who for one morsel of food sold his birthright. Somebody that puts anything above God. A meal. I'm hungry you're putting food above God. Yeah, but you don't know how hungry I am. I'm so hungry. Each one, James 1, is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desire and enticed. Esau, like as I, in my mind I see it, God said, I picked Jacob. Jacob tricked his brother and stole the birthright. Bad guy doing a bad thing, but still God's choice. You, think about this. God says in John, he said, you didn't choose me. I chose you. I chose Esau. Tricky, yeah, but I'm going to beat it out of him. I'm going I'm to help him. I'm going to help him. I'm going to deal with him. I'm going to change him. And Esau, I've chosen you for this. Esau I don't want that I want what he has that's profane that's idolatry it's got to go we have trouble I have trouble putting into words the inestimable value of God's love for me, for you. But God's love is why we would do anything that I'm talking about. It's the only reason. I am not trying to guilt anybody into doing it. That won't work. I know it won't work. I've been guilted before. I hated it. But his love, his love, his love that keeps coming. His love, oh love, the old, old hymn, oh love of God that will not let me go. I still love you, but Lord, you shouldn't love me anymore. I'm not nice. Oh love that will not let me go. And that he draws us to himself because that's where our hope is. That's where transformation lives. That's where the, the goodness of God lives. That's where your shalom is. Your contentment in life is in God. It's in an expectancy that he can meet me in everything. It's a lie that some situation has God pushed out of your life. It's only you. It's not the situation because you can open your heart to God in any place in dark places. Challenging places and I'm not saying you have to live there or stay there at all. I Love for people to be out of situations where they're where they're not treated, right? I'd love for people to have jobs where they're appreciated where they're where people put value on them But if that's not your lot today, you can have him today Don't settle for not having him because some situation is picking itching and scratching Jesus' name. Hosanna means save now. So as we partake of communion this morning, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, help our hearts. Help my heart. You, God, You are my my expectancy. You don't tell me exactly what's going to happen in the coming year, but you tell me to expect you. To expect you, a person came to me today and they said, this is something that I feel like God's been speaking to me and a few people have spoken to me and Holy Spirit's speaking to me and they said this to me again. They said, you have not yet seen all the good things that God is going to do through your life and the fruit that's yet to come. That's expectancy. That's expectancy, and that lives when I respond to the love of God. Thank you, Father. Holy Spirit, if there is whatever is keeping us from seeing your love, I... I pray it expose it, move it out of the way. Whatever is keeping our hearts, if there's a bitterness, God, it's got to go. For our good, it's got to go. It's not for our good if it stays. But you revealing it and us choosing against it is what has to happen. So Holy Spirit, reveal bitterness. If it's there, reveal it. If there's immorality in our life, God, give us repentance, bring conviction. If there's profane, if I'm, if I'm, one of those people, one of those Christians that my life is saying, God, you're, you're no longer number five in my life. You're all the way up to number two. But God, you want to be number one. And we're in danger if you're not. We're in danger of losing what you want to do. We're in danger of missing the move of God. Jesus took the bread and he broke it and giving thanks. He said, it's my body. This is my body broken for you. I am your bread. So I'm just declaring that God that you are our bread over every other situation that we think gives us life but it's not from you or we think has taken our life instead of us drawing from you. You are our necessary food. You are. And so I pray be in that spot right now in my heart. Be in that spot in our hearts. We welcome you. Can you say amen to that? Amen. Amen. We welcome you into that spot. We want you there. Let's partake together. He took the cup. He referred to it as Paul referred to it as the new covenant in his blood. The new covenant in his blood, the, the agreement. So I'm holding this cup, and I'm saying, I'm just reminding you that your holiness, my holiness depends, depends on what this represents, and we identify with that. He said do it in remembrance of him because he wanted us to identify with him. Identify, get, get your identity Get your identity from what he's done for you and who he is and who he says you are, who he says I am, not from how well you did this week. Your identity is not your size. It's not the amount of people that say you're good looking. It's not your bank account. It's not your house. It's not even your accomplishments. All those, c- and those. there can be a lot of blessing in those things. Our identity begins as children of God and that's rooted in the cross in his love for us and his adoption of us, making us his very own children. So I bless that in the name of Jesus. I bless that truth. As your child, you love me today. You love us today. So I bless the love of God to thrive. Let's stand together. Let's stand together right now as we partake together. Let's stand together. I bless the love of God to proliferate In our lives, love of God grow. Our perception of how much you love us. Expand our hearts in Jesus' name. Let's partake. Don't leave here. I believe God's saying to some people, don't leave here bound up today. Don't do it. Don't do it. Come get prayer. Come with a heart that wants Jesus to have his way, no matter how impossible your situation is. Come come th- trusting Jesus more. Come with expectancy that he really does love you, that what I said is true, that there's good news for you. If you're desperate, there's good news. If you want God's will for your life more than anything else, there's good news for you. God wants you to have it. We confess our flaws and faults because God brings healing through it. So listen to Holy Spirit. If he's stand, come get prayer, come get prayer. We love you very much. We're so glad that you're here with us today. I bless you in Jesus' name. To know him and increase in your knowledge of him both as individually and in whatever units you're connected to in your family and your friendships to know him, be loved by him, to thrive in him. Grace to your family and every situation your homes are dealing with. Make his face shine upon you, be gracious unto you, and increase shalom over you. Amen. In Jesus' name, God bless you.